magical. Welcome to Magic Monday. I'm Tess Whitehurst, spiritual author, feng shui consultant, and Akashic healer. And I'm Natasha Levenger, energy healer, energy reader, and inner child healing teacher. And this is a podcast about using magic and energy work as we bravely embrace the full range of the human experience. Hello, everybody. Welcome. Welcome back. We're happy to have you here, right? Yeah. Welcome to the show. Thanks for tuning in. Yeah. So I feel like I just sounded like a cat. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> so do you remember what cards we picked last week? Yeah. So um, if you're a new listener, this is when we talk about the cards we drew for last week. We always draw cards for the week, pretty much always. And last week from Cosmic Dancer Oracle, I drew feel, which was about feeling all the feelings. And you drew from Wisdom of the Oracle, Observer. Yeah, I remember that. It's so weird that now that you're saying that because I was literally just talking about how, like, how we have to feel our feelings. But sometimes when I'm in my inner child, like merged with an inner child part. So essentially what I mean by that is like, if I feel like whatever I'm feeling is the truth, even if I know it isn't, like if I'm having, I'm trying to think of something specific, like um, just, oh, well this week, you know, I'm getting over, still getting over, I'm over COVID now, but it's just like feeling more tired and um. I had a sinus infection. Anyway, so the whole thing, and there's been a lot of piecing apart my worth with productivity. I've still, I'm still, yeah, feeling that, like, it's like, it's okay, who am I aside from what I do or, you know, what I'm creating or whatever. And so that when I merge with that part that feels like low self-worth, it's really hard to, like, just feel it's... I'm, when you're merged, when I'm merged with that part, if I just feel those feelings, then I'm just going to feel worse. So I have to be in compassion with those feelings, you know? Yeah. But in order to do that, <laughs> I have to be separate from it a little bit. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I was just re- um, talking with my friend about how, like, when you have a um, sun, an air sun sign, so the air sign is like an intellectual, like mental intellectualizing things Mm -hmm. um and then water is emotion and just in case people don't know fire is like creativity and like anger passion passion. yeah um did i miss one oh earth Earth is earth is the physical world yeah so for me um i think because my moon sign is an air sign like i do get a lot i'm able to get that separation a little bit from intellectualizing from being like okay i understand why this is happening do you know what i mean like until i understand it intellectually why an emotional thing is happening it's harder for me to then be like oh if unless i have that it's harder for me to be get into the emotional life of it and your sun and your moon are both air signs right yeah. So that, then it can be kind of hard because I have a tendency to get stuck in my head that I'm in the past. Like what part is that? Like kind of just kind of getting all into the analyzing of it instead of the feeling of it? Yes. Like yeah. getting into like – and the the shadow side of that is being in like 
the like trying to figure it out, trying to figure it out. Like, okay, why, 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 why? That's the part where it's like, no, 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 that's out of balance. And I have to like come into my bot. And in Gemini season, for me, the most (laughs) challenging season of all, it's like so hard. It's like extra like, okay, where's the body? Where's my body Uh feeling? Totally coming into your body. That has been an important thing this week that I've been looking at. Well, working with in the Good Vibe Tribe, that was our topic was emotional embodiment. You mean the wisdom circle? Oh, sorry. Yes, wisdom (laughs) circle. (laughs) The name has changed. Every now and then I go back to the old name. You had Um, it for a long time under that name. Mm-hmm. Many years. But uh, yeah, I could totally see that. And and so did you look at the feeling of that? that yeah, I did. One thing that I actually had therapy this week and um, what I uncovered in there was that the inner child essentially, like children don't know the difference between an actual threat and a real threat. Uh-huh. You know, so like my inner child, because of how I grew up is oftentimes like part like trying to find threat and it doesn't know the difference when it's like, oh, honey, actually nothing threat. It's okay. You're safe like it. But it thinks, like, oh, but I got to keep an eye out. But it's really bad at that, um, at keeping an eye out because it does it. It thinks everything's a threat. Yeah. And so having that understanding, which I came to from by separate, sometimes just like in therapy, just having him be there for some reason helps me come to these realizations and helps me like just separate better. Well, there's like a mirror. There's like somebody holding space. I remember yeah. that from being oh, in therapy, yeah. just like seeing someone see me. Yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah. I was like, oh, oh, yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. It's like validating and helps like create a little space. Yeah. Even if he's not saying, anything I mean he, which he does say a lot of great things I'm not saying he doesn't but he in this case he didn't even have to say that it was like realizing that was like oh okay like him just being there helped me to validate that anyway so once I had that I was able to have a lot more compassion for that part of me and separate from that part and then I could feel the feelings oh nice what about you Yeah, I had a similar thing. Well, remember how last week we were realizing that I needed to look at clutter clearing and cleaning? Yeah. Because I didn't clean last week and that I was like, felt bad. And you were like, you need to look at that feeling, that bad feeling. Yeah. (laughs) And so I did. It was really interesting. (gasps) I feel like it opened an interesting door that there's a lot more I could look at even, but I'll tell you what I did. so exciting. I can't believe you haven't told me earlier, but this is great for me. Super interesting. Yeah. And and exciting. So (laughs) I did, you were like, you should still not clean and like see what the feeling is. So I did, I was like, okay, that's (laughs) there. And then I was like, what is that? And then I started hearing this phrase in my mind that just kept coming up, which was, well, you don't want to be living in squalor. Well, you're living in squalor. (laughs) And I was like, what? Squalor? Like, who says that? Why? I don't ever use that word. Where's that coming from? So I looked at it and it was my grandma on my dad's side. Wow. And I actually realized it's not a negative thing, but examining it is positive. Having it be invisible is not. For sure. Maybe as great, but (laughs) it was like, let me try to explain. So first what I saw was that my grandma, she was very like, her parents were Italian immigrants and they, and her dad was a garbage man. And she really like, 
changed her energy around abundance. And I think a big part of it was how she dressed and how she uh, presented herself. She only drew, drove Cadillacs. <laughs> she like turned around the family business. She came in there and she turned it around and she wow. just dressed so nicely. She would always take me and my cousins and my brother out shopping so that we would look nice. Like it was just really important. This yes. like, clean. She was a Virgo also. <laughs> clean uh, and elegant looking and fascinating yeah and so i realized that when i learned about feng shui because my parents were not like that they both in their own way were living in squalor (laughs) (laughs) is that true oh your dad yeah i mean just according to my grandma that that, that phrase but not true in squalor they weren't like poverty stricken but they were not super neat and pretty cluttery in their own ways and so um I realized that when I learned about feng shui, like that some light turned on that was a genetic pattern and message and and like having learned it from observing my grandma. But it was like I understood on a deep level that that was what part of what she was doing was like changing her energy pattern based on it's that it is a feng shui thing. Like if you feel abundant, you manifest abundance, you know, and (laughs) so I just saw that that was like, that was why it was super important, but also because the inner child felt that my inner child felt like mm-hmm. those bad feelings of being a kid with parents that were yeah not, it just didn't feel like care to me to be in that, in those environments. Yeah. Like it feels more, it just, oh, I just feel like so much better. Control. Yes. In a clean, um, mm-hmm. yeah, and, and. Like there's, I have greater control over my environment totally. But when I, so I did end up cleaning like right away. (laughs) I didn't like, (laughs) but I felt like I had more clarity and I could, I could bring compassion to my inner child. And also I had a conversation with my grand, my inner grandma (laughs) and was like, okay, we could do this, but can we not do it with panic? Can we do it? Like, can it be fun for us? Because with her, I think it was like. No, we're oh, really yeah. like one step away from poverty. Plus, she was a kid during the Depression. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Where I was like, you know, I'm not one step away from poverty now, Grandma. Yes, <laughs> so this can, is great. can we just have fun with it? Yeah. Also, I think because she, it sounds like she had a very strong inner protector that was like, that did a good job. I mean, like it changed her life. It and changed, so, and I realized it changed all of our lives. Like all yes. of her descendants. Now, the reason why we are not one step away from poverty wow. is because of her. Yeah, and because of that protector part. So mm. she would never want to get rid of that. I mean, but there is a way that let's just say she could have relaxed a little bit. It could have been more of a dynamic inside of her, but. Yeah, that's the interesting thing about like really strong inner manager and protector parts is that they are often very efficient. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, like they do yeah. get the job done. Totally. But it's just like a matter of at what cost, mm-hmm. you know? So yeah. if you can And do we like, have to like that yeah. was what I realized like we can still keep the house as exactly. clean as we want, but we just don't have to do it with that added layer of yeah. like panic or we're one step away from living in squalor. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like it can be like what you did. Exactly. It can be just like, oh, I noticed that you're feeling really anxious right now. Like we can still clean the house, but I'd love it if I knew why this was happening. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's really great. cool. So thanks for that guidance last oh, week. Oh, this is great. It's funny because it really reminds me of 
my mom. I do want to just say one quick thing about my mom in case people, longtime listeners know we talk about her a lot because, yeah, there was a lot of trauma created from her. But I did I mention that I turned a corner with her and had a big healing with, uh, this doesn't have to be long, but um, I just realized that the, did I say this last week, that the innate sense of an, what? Okay, you did mention something to me. I don't, I can't remember okay, well, I'll it say was it on quickly. the podcast or not. Right, right. Okay, I'll say it quickly. It's just I realized that when I saw that I had the sense of unworthiness around productivity, I knew that I got that at least partially from my mom who had that big time and that made me have so much compassion for her because I could feel how hard that was and then I just started having compassion like she was basically parenting alone most of the time she was like a woman in the you know 40s and 50s and like I mean she was born in the 30s but like just so much I just like really felt a big amount of love for her and it ever since then it really has like changed our relationship like we talk she's dead now but (laughs) we talked and like I mean she just felt that from me and it really helped her I could feel like it helped her heal and have her own compassion like take that weight off of herself and it was really interesting now to see that that now that that's more healed I can also it frees me up to heal past lives and just feel better in general yeah I love it yeah not that you have to forgive I'm a big fan of not forgiving (laughs) abusive people (laughs) yeah I did I wrote that blog post about it not too long ago about examining just the concept of this like we have this often unexamined idea in our culture that forgiveness is good oh yeah and and that can sometimes override our actual feelings and it's really can excuse, especially because when you're dealing with narcissism, the their agenda is to have you get over whatever <laughs> they, they did to you. And so it's like really like, well, what's your problem? Nothing happened, first of all. And also you should just get over it. And mm-hmm. so it takes a lot of time to, I mean, I'm 52 years old. It can take a lot of time to authentically come to a place where it's like, oh, okay. I think a big part of my process was owning that it happened. Yeah. In the first place. Yeah. And then being able to give myself that. So that's really important. And I think it's as important as forgiveness. Well, yeah. And there are like, so with me, I feel like there are so many layers to go through with deprogramming from my, my, my mom's, my relationship with my mom, because, because there was so much narcissism and covert narcissism. Yes. Um, and it was like I've talked to before about how it was a real cult leader type of dynamic, which yes. so that there are layers of being like, oh, that, that she did that. And that oh, was really I still weird. have that. Yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> and also because when you're a kid, it's like not weird. It's your parent. No. That's just must be life. So it can yeah. just take time to we're just saying, you know, don't rush it. Don't yeah, rush the don't forgiveness. Don't rush the forgiveness. Be kind to yourself. First and foremost. And if you want to watch a great cult leader documentary the deep end is amazing maybe i should write that for the show now pretty great you guys 
I feel yeah. like cult documentaries, <laughs> I gotta say, and Oof. I've seen them all. I mean, I have never seen in my life, but I don't watch a lot of these, but narcissism on display as it was in that last episode. I mean, it was like classic, pulling out the stops. I mean, yeah, and, and we, I will yeah. say this particular cult leader reminded me more of my mom than any yeah, other cult leader really <laughs> I've wild. seen in a documentary. Yeah. Um, okie dokie. Well, oh, one thing we would love to tell you is that we now have a donate button. Last week we said we did, but it wasn't quite up yet. It was a lie. It was, (laughs) well, only for one day. (laughs) And that was my fault because, um, producer Brett would have told me not to say it so quickly. Oh, he didn't have a chance. I think it's no big deal. Yeah. But it's up now and we just, so, all the O's greatly appreciate your support and if you want to you can just go to our website or go to our instagram and there's a little button there and you can do it monthly one time whatever you want and yeah because we, we love it. offering this podcast to you we yeah. love it love and, it, it yeah and helps so us to keep going help yeah helps us to keep on offering it helps yeah. support our labor of love yes um and maybe at some point we'll start shouting out first names just for funsies um okay and what else oh i would like to say oh also if you could rate and review us that would be fantastic on apple podcasts or um spotify you can just rate us um you can do it on either one apparently current this week we're big in kuwait so shout out to Kuwait. Hey <laughs> Kuwait. <laughs> Thanks for listening. We were surprised to see that and happy. Um so yeah, it really helps people find us and we really appreciate it. So thank you. Um and if you would like to ask us a question, you can go to magicmondaypodcast.com and click ask a question or you can just email us at magicmondaypodcast at gmail or call us. I'm not gonna sing it because my voice I'm still but it's oh. eight two eight Three, 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 seven, one, eight, one. I, <laughs> I knew you it. were going to change your mind. I knew it. <laughs> I don't know why I knew you knew it. And then I wanted to do it. <laughs> um, yeah. If you want questions, hey, maybe email us and tell us, do you not like questions? Because we haven't been getting a ton. So maybe people don't want questions. How about this? If you don't want to email us a question, email us and tell us why. Yes. Or just tell us, oh, yeah, I'm not as interested in the question parts. Yeah. Let us know. Is that tell true? Us. Or or are, uh, does everybody just not have something they want to ask or they're feeling shy or everybody's enlightened, which is great. Why? Tell Why? us your secrets. Why aren't you asking us questions? Yeah, we're curious. <laughs> I actually am going to send out a survey at some point to our newsletter for with various things. And maybe that'll be one of the things questions yeah cool. um speaking of our newsletter you can sign up at magicmoneypodcast.com right yeah, you can see pictures of the cards we drew just get a week. little reminder when a new episode drops mm-hmm. and you can um if we ever do do something fun like a webinar or a class you'll be the first to know yeah okay would you like to say something else 
Oh, I would. Yes. Yeah. So I am offering feng shui consultations via Zoom and also Akashic Clearings on the phone. So I've been having so much fun with these. I've been doing lots of Akashic Clearings and these are just so every time I say the word interesting like seven million times because I mean it because it's so fascinating what happens during yeah. these clearings. Yeah. I ask for access to your Akashic Record before and then I ask to be shown what it will most benefit you to look at and clear at this time i find three patterns or programs from this life or a past life and then on the phone we talk about them we locate them locate the effects of them and then do a clearing on each one so it's like three total clearings on these old patterns or programs so that they don't have to still hold you back in your present and future so if you want to learn more about that and schedule you can do that right on my site tesswhitehurst.com just click on Akashic clearing or feng shui if you want to do that. Yeah. <clears throat> and I am for the first time ever having a little, what do you want to say, like a sale on my readings. I just decided mm. I came out of my sickness and I was like, I had all this energy and I, for the first, I was just like, I want to do this. Cool. So it's $50 off with the code FUN50 because I thought it would be fun. <laughs> you guys should jump on that because her readings oh, are great and I you. still have one I need to schedule yes, with you I keep it keeps do. popping into my head that's okay, weird after that came into oh. my head this week too like, oh, oh yeah to okay I should do that I I'm doing hosting a retreat this weekend by the time this comes out I will have already hosted it but that's been really kind of taking up a lot of space in my brain and so yeah then maybe I can schedule it next week yeah definitely or yeah just let me know um, anyway, so yeah, there's, I now offer multiple different kinds of readings, but there's the clarity reading, which is my oldie but goodie, which is, it is sounds, a little, well, anyway, you come in with a question and we, I look at it energetically in your space, clear out all the chakras, you know, whatever's attached to it, patterns, past lives, update contracts, etc. Then there's a chakra healing, which it's just like a tune up and, you can, and then there's an inner child re reading. Um, the clarity reading also could involve all of that. And then there's the astrological reading of the season. So anyway, th it applies to any one-hour reading, the Fun 50. And it's going to be on through this week and then half of next week. I'm stopping it at essentially cancer season, June 22nd. So now That's a real time. good deal. Thank you. And you can schedule it as far out as you want as long as you schedule it in that time period all right so should we uh what should we do answer do some questions? questions yeah so we do have some questions because i asked for them on my uh facebook page mm -hmm. uh so this one is from karma you talked a little while back about challenges in making and maintaining healthy female friendships, and that resonated with me hard. I'd like, I'd love to hear more of your perspectives on making meaningful connections and cultivating strong relationships with new friends. I've found that friends I make in my middle age tend to be superficial and flaky, and I often find myself giving more than I get. I'd love to boost my frequency to attract great new powerful friends in my life. So I want to say something specifically about what Karma said <clears throat> in terms of she finds herself giving more than receiving. And my first, I did have like kind of an instinct with this particular 
with her specifically, which is one of, I find, a powerful way to get the kind of friendships you want is to make sure you're setting boundaries and saying no to the ones that you don't want. Yeah. And also, it can be kind of tricky so because sometimes it can be, um, especially if you want connection, you know, this is a very, like, for me, connection is one of my main, um, I don't know, like, core essences. Like, it's something that I really, that's really important to me, and I think it is important to most humans, but more or less for some people. Anyway, but... Especially, I was going to say, if it's kind of like borderline, where it's like, well, they haven't done anything bad, but I'm just not feeling, uh, for some reason, it feels off, so I should be friends with them, that kind of thing. I have found that the more you can really weed that, and it sounds harsh, but weed those kind of friendships out, the more quality friendships can come into your life. I mean, some people like to have a lot of little friendships that aren't as deep. I think those are extroverts that'll enjoy that. And then I'm an introvert and I like, you know, very close, like we go deep kind of friendships. But I have found that when I'm filling my life with the less, the ones that, I don't know, just aren't fulfilling, it doesn't leave energy for the ones that are. So there's that. I just want to say. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, that's no very good advice. To what isn't. And making sure, just notice, oh, wow. Try not to take it personally. Oh, I notice I'm giving more than receiving. I'm going to not give. I actually, actually, sorry, <laughs> I just had a big realization. I noticed over the pandemic that I have stopped being friends with a lot of people. Like a lot of my less... I don't want to call it superficial because it sounds mean, but just like the friendships that are were kind of just more superficial. They they mm-hmm. were have all left me. And then I noticed one thing that I did notice was like, oh, okay, so there have been a particular friendship where I was like, I think I'm giving more than I'm receiving here, and I just kind of noticed it. I just observed and said, okay, am I? What happens when I start talking about myself? <laughs> Mm, and what I noticed was the energy left the room it felt like I was pushing it felt like and I was like okay this relationship is out of balance and I could have even said something but it was in this particular one it was just very clear that's that couldn't have that person didn't have the capacity so I was like okay I'm gonna let that go and then I've noticed that naturally other friendships have been coming in that are more Mm -hmm. fulfilling yeah. So that's, did you want to say something? I mean, I don't know. I, I feel like I used to be more qualified to talk about making friends. Oh, and now <laughs> you don't I, think you are. Well, it's only since, I mean, after the pandemic, I guess I just had a reshuffling too during the oh, pandemic. Oh, you did too. Well, yeah, like some friends moved away. And because mm-hmm. like so many people moved during the pandemic. Yeah. And then I also, I mean, you know, there were periods when I wasn't seeing anyone in person yeah um I still barely I've only seen I I think I've seen one person in person wow 
yeah, I have been seeing no, some people in person no. again, which is good. Yeah. But since Ted and I bought this place up in our little town up in the mountains, then I finally, after living here for six years, I was like, I need to make friends here in this town because oh. I had friends in Denver, yeah, um, but not like in this town. And so just recently, like this year, since this year, I've been making friends, which has been really oh, great. Oh, what happened? I didn't know this. Well, I was just like aware, like, okay, now you're going to stay here. You should really make friends in your town. I felt shy. I think a lot yeah. of people in this yes. town are shy, actually. Oh, it's, mm -hmm. is, I, I guess it is proven that there are a lot of introverted people who move up to mountain oh, towns yeah. Yeah. at high elevation. So there's just a kind of a shyness here. Plus, okay. Ted and I work from home and... Uh -huh. So it was a little rough uh, to try to make connections, but someone posted on our town uh, Facebook page, a, a woman posted oh. like, D I'm new here. I'm just wondering if there are any women who might like to have coffee. Oh. <laughs> and then like 30 people responded, 30 Whoa. women. So she made a little Facebook group of these women who want to make friends with each other. So oh. then I started making friends from that group. <laughs> and you like them? Yeah. And, and I it thought has you weren't on Facebook. Oh, only in groups. I have groups just for functional oh, reasons. Oh, okay, okay. So, but I, so I was able to make friends on Facebook, even though I have no Facebook friends. Oh, they were probably um, like, "This is a bot." <laughs> yeah, I had to explain it to them, like at, when yeah. we were out getting drinks one time. I was like, "So everyone, so this is why I have no Facebook friends. So you, you uh, should take my number." So uh, I communicate. I with can't. Them via I can't text. believe I didn't know any of this. Oh, interesting. Yeah, this is but fascinating. It, it, was, it has been really great. But I did realize also that during the pandemic, a lot of new people moved to my town because they oh. could, because they could re work remotely suddenly. And it's a really great place to live if you work remotely. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's not the greatest place to live if you have to drive somewhere to work. Yeah. Um, but so there were a lot of new people that moved into town and that were looking for new friends. And, and you like these people. Yeah. Yeah, I do. I, I, a couple of women I have started to make really good friends with. I mean, you know, closer friendships yeah. with. But it had, it did bring up some real self consciousness. Like, I kind of feel like during the pandemic, and also maybe because I'm in my 40s, <laughs> I think maybe yeah. there's like windows that close, like sort of like yeah. developmental windows of, okay, time to make friends. You yes. have to kind of work against that, that that yeah. door seems closed. Um, so I did feel kind of self-conscious, like I had self-consciousness come up and I felt like, oh, they're going to think I'm weird because uh, yeah. I have a weird job. I'm just yeah. like, a, <laughs> I don't know. But I I broke through it. I think there Good. is, uh, I that was when I partly realized like, part that was partly why I kind of went through recently a uh, um, I just feel like I went through a bottleneck where I was suddenly like, you know what? I like myself. So, you know, if they yeah. connect with me, great. And if they don't, it's not because there's something wrong with me. It's because yes. it just wasn't a match. Yeah, I have that too, especially as an Aquarius. That everyone's oh, right. going to think I'm weird. I'm a weirdo. Nobody likes me. But it was like the first time that 
a group of women gathered. It was like six of us. And I asked everybody what they did. We were just kind of like going around talking yeah. about. And, you know, they were like lawyers and they worked at, you know, solar panel uh, installation. And like, and then they're like, what do you do? And I was like, oh, okay. I am a professional magical person. Let me try to explain this. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so then I, I do felt get pretty weird. feel like, oh, I assume people like that wouldn't like me for sure. Oh, yeah, no, but it didn't, it wasn't the case. It seemed like they were delighted when I was like, oh, I have a podcast, I write books. Oh, great. Maybe they're going to listen. I felt Uh, self-conscious, though. I did. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it is vulnerable in your um, middle age, (laughs) or even, I don't even want to say that, like, well, first of all, it's always vulnerable to try to make friends. Right, totally. It really is. It always, always. And then I think it just, I think you're right. It's like, it's just less natural. You have less ways to meet new people the older you get. Yeah, when you're younger at school and stuff, it's like, that's kind of just your job. That's yeah. your thing. You but friends. also you're you in the out. same place mm-hmm. every day. I mean, the frequency, the consistency, yeah. I think is what, because like makes friendships. Because like, for instance, when I used to collaborate with people on writing projects, we would become like best friends the whole time. And then we would, it was sad when the project would end because it's like, oh, that really does help maintain a friendship a lot totally. to see the same person every day. So I do think that's one thing that Facebook is good for are these Facebook groups. Like yeah. when I first moved to Asheville, actually, that's how I met one of my now still best friends is there was this Facebook book club for the happiness project by Gretchen mm. Rubin. And um, yeah. And so that's how I met her and, and then, like, I was in a band for a while. It's like I met people going to jams, like playing music. So I do think groups are a good way to initiate these things. Um, so either Facebook or a hobby that you have that meets in a group. Mm-hmm. And then there is the fine tuning in terms of like, if you're noticing like, oh, I'm rushing in here because I want a friend. So but like I'm giving more like that kind of thing. That's my that was my tendency. And so to just notice, oh, I'm having this impulse to like, let me pull back and just see what this dynamic is ahead mm-hmm. of time so that the relationships that you foster aren't the superficial kind if that's not what you want. Yeah. And then the self-compassion, because since yeah. we are such social creatures, we do really want to be connected to people. Yeah. And that does bring up a lot of self-consciousness and even just the social dynamics of getting to know someone new. Yeah. Like you don't know them yet. You don't know what they is going to maybe offend them or, you know, you just don't know yet. And so it can kind of be kind of stressful at first. So do have compassion for yourself. Remember that process of like, oh, I feel self-conscious. And remember, mm-hmm. oh, that's normal. That's how yeah. people feel when they yeah. are making friends. Let me just send myself some love and, and acknowledge that. And also what you just said, like if you offend them, then they're not a good friend for you probably. Well, unless no, you're but an you asshole. know what I mean though <laughs> of like when you're meeting someone new, I feel like it feel like the first few times you hang out, there is an extra level of exhaustion because of that, I feel like, like it, that it's like, okay, I don't know. You, like, I just don't know yet. And I feel like this is part of just being a social creature is just kind of all how, <laughs> 
it, the complexities of of social interaction are really overwhelming and but the fact that we can just be aware of all of the subtleties of how we may yeah. our inflection and what's just when I just feel like that's all all feels more exhausting when you don't know someone yet and I think well, that's what a I want thing yeah what I want to say about that is I very much relate and I do think that's part of uh, like if you if you, for instance as I've been taking care of my inner child part that wants to be liked so much that exhaustion is far far less because I'm not carrying it's like if I it's not like oh god okay am I gonna offend them or am I this or am I that that whole dance is an inner child part that's worried she's not lovable not likable and so if she knows like you go play I'm here I've got this and like if it's it's just not a match it's not a match it doesn't you don't have to do this whole dance of trying to figure all that like that's just gonna happen naturally you'll figure it out and for me that's something I did so much and I I'm sure I still would I'm not saying like I'm above that I don't do that anymore but I do think that like for instance let's just take someone who never had any of that Brett like (laughs) he like doesn't I don't think he gets exhausted for that reason. I think he just also doesn't have a strong desire for that kind of connection. But I don't think there's that whole thing of like, am I going to offend them? Am I going to – that thing. I don't think everybody has that. And I it's, yeah, that's admire possible. it. But I guess I just what I mean is like if there's an added layer of – because this is – so Virgos also sometimes think too much. <laughs> and if I like, well, that's what I'm saying. It's a p- child part that's thinking, overthinking. But I think what I mean is like sometimes it makes it worse for me when there's also then I might be like, you should just let that go. Why do you care so much? Like that kind of I see, I is see. added on top. So yeah. instead of that, if it's like, oh, let me have compassion. Like, oh, I feel so yes. conscious. Like, yes. let me just love myself in this moment yes. and allow. And that this isn't going to last and this isn't real. You know, it's not really true that you're very weird. <laughs> it just feels like that right now. Like, it's just kind of like allowing, letting it be there instead of feeling like, let me just let this go. hundred <laughs> percent. I'm glad you're saying that. Because I, I mean, it's been a while since I've met new people in this way. So I'm sure I would be like, I am so weird. And that would be exhausting. I mean, I was surprised how much it came up for me. Mm. And so that's what I mean. I was just like, wow, whoa, okay. That's, uh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> and especially because I think I was out of practice after yes. the pandemic, like I said. I bet I would 100% be like that. I feel like it's so rare whenever I meet someone where I actually don't feel weird (laughs) like my friend Cassie the one I met right away I didn't feel that way at all it was just like all of that stuff you're talking about with the like oh I hope I'm not offending none of that was there it was just like oh "Oh." I had that with Melissa our friend I remember being like oh we're like immediately just friends now yeah (laughs) that's I guess yeah that's what I was trying to say sometimes it happens yeah and I guess that's what I was trying to say is if that voice is really loud it's probably because it's like if you offend them, then it's just not a right match, that kind of thing. You know, it's mm-hmm. like then that's just not the best connection probably because, you know. But, yes, uh, anyway, I agree with everything you're saying. Um. Okay. Okay, one more question. So this mm-hmm. is from my Facebook friend Kat, and she wants to hear our perspective on how we contact 
plant devas, so plant spirits. I mean, I know we talked about you this have before. a whole book about it. Two, two whole books Flowers about and it. Trees, yeah. I'll just tell a quick story, which is um, this week when I was finally feeling better. I guess last week um, we have this little kiddie pool that I got. It's actually for adults, but. Um, if it's two adults, you can just blow it up and you fill it with water and you just sit in it. Nice. And so I went in there with my daughter and my 13-year-old and um, we were just sitting there and we live like basically in a forest. <laughs> and so I was like, oh, maybe we should try talking to the trees and the plants and see what we're hearing and she was like okay and so we each took she's like I've never done it before and you know she was feeling a little nervous and self-conscious about it and I was like well let's just try it like we'll both listen and then we'll tell each other what we hear oh fun yeah it was really fun and we heard like basically every time extremely similar things like it was like yeah well like one time it was like a very nurturing like it wanted to protect the other plants and and she heard the same thing she's like it was like a feminine voice and it's like it was thinking it was caring for the other like it was the same and then we went to the next one and she was like that one sounded deeper and I was like yes Mm -hmm. (laughs) it was like like so it was stuff like that um and it was fun because it also helped her trust herself because we both got kept getting like similar things so it really was just a, I, and I was teaching her how to do I was just like just be quiet it's and trust yourself like whatever comes just know that's what what it is and yeah. see what happens and it is fun to do it with a friend or somebody so that you can see like oh what are you getting and it helps validate it for yourself when mm-hmm. it when it is similar yeah, I had that with my mom one time. She, um, before we split ways, she's a real plant communicator too. Oh. And she and I went to my friend Janine's house because she wanted us to talk to a tree before she cut it because oh, she yeah. had to for some reason. Yeah. And she was like, can you come and like communicate with the tree and give it love and let it know Aww. that we appreciate it before we let it go. And so my mom and I went and did that because my mom was in town. And we did, we like, as we opened up, we both did get the same information. I remember it was about how ancient the tree's wisdom was, Mm. like really old, that it went really far back. And I remember Uh, being surprised too, like that we both got that same information. It's so fun when that happens. Mm -hmm. Um, Also, this does remind me of, I'm now doing this ancestral healing class that I finally I'm getting around to I got it a long time ago and he refers to all things as like all living things uh, it's part of like actually a Native American thing I think to as relative so like uh-huh. even he he found this moth and he was like this relative I found on <laughs> it was so sweet. and like the land is our relatives the you know the plants and the trees and I really and there's this book called um, Brave Grass, Sweet Brave Grass. Oh, oh, right, the Sweet Grass one. Sweet, grass. I haven't read it yet. Braiding Sweet Grass, Braided Sweet Grass. Um, Brett's listening to it now on um, audio, um, but they say the same thing. It's by an indigenous person, um, and so I just really love 
this idea of just listening. I mean, it's it's really that simple. But you can get Tess's books also. Mm-hmm. Magic of Trees, uh, Magic of Flowers. And also I wanted to say what you're saying also reminds me of St. Francis of Assisi, who mm. I love. I love, love, love. Yeah. I call on him every day pretty much. Mm. And he's a Catholic saint. But I really believe he would have transcended Catholicism if that were an option at that time if you wouldn't have gotten burned or mm-hmm. <laughs> tortured mm. but he um called all the animals like brother donkey and oh. sister bird <laughs> i love it <laughs> i know yeah it's so nice i mean i definitely talk to my animals like that like mm-hmm. when they walk in the room i'm like hi david what's going on you know like we're I mean, I do feel like we're just totally equals. Yeah, I, um, I, <laughs> I sometimes in public without thinking about it, like I'll be like, I mean, I do it when I'm not in public, but then I notice it when I'm in public that I'll be like, "Hi, Birdie!" <laughs> 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 like really yeah. loudly, and then like, "Oh, uh, I just said that." <laughs> that's so funny. What's so funny is I was like the other day I was saying about Melissa, our friend, I talk to her on Voxer and I was like if people could listen to our messages like half of them are like I'm talking and then I'm like oh Ron okay hold on Ron I'll be right there one second like talking to the cats and like she's always like talking to the bird she's always like oh I have to be quiet while I walk past the doves like she doesn't want to disturb the doves from the window (laughs) and like she's always talking about the squirrels and the doves and the and like there's just a lot of interruption for animal talk and it's the same with plants did you I want did to say that with else? a plant one time too when I I think maybe I, I don't know if I told this story on the podcast but when I landed in Long Beach when I hadn't visited California for a while during quarantine and then there's a part of the Long Beach airport I mean it's very small but you walk out of the terminal and you're outside yeah. And I saw a palm tree. <laughs> I was in a group. I mean, there were people. But I saw a palm tree and I went, palm tree! <laughs> I was just like, oh, my God. <laughs> That's so funny. Just like so, I feel so excited and so connected to animals yeah. and plants that it just comes out of me. <laughs> Do you know what? This comes back to the weird thing. Because like if I was in that group of people, I would have been like, oh, kindred spirit. You know what I mean? But like if someone else, maybe if I had done that, I would have thought, oh, God, these people think I'm weird, you know, or like I would maybe a lot of people, most people would have thought I was weird. I mean, my feeling, I would say, is affection for myself because it it just does this come out of me. And then I'm like, oh, my God, that is so funny. It's so funny that I just said that so loudly in a group of people (laughs) with like just like jubilation. I mean, it's great. I love it. I think it's it's what I would really enjoy in a person. You look for that in a friend. Well, yeah, definitely. I am always seeking out. I mean, I always feel a real kinship towards the weirdos. Thank you. For sure. I've never <laughs> we thought are the of weirdos, you, mister. But I haven't thought of you as weird. So. Really? When no. I met you, definitely not. And I still don't, but. Yeah, I think it's your Virgo feels very not weird to me. Hey, thanks. Oh. I don't get that a lot. Really? <laughs> I don't get a whole lot of you're not weird. Like ah. you should see my yearbooks. I mean, I don't I haven't mm. seen them for many years cuz I have no idea where they are, but I probably probably recycled. But th- mm. I remember that everybody 
would always put, you're so unique, 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 which, you know, meant weird. I'm sure. <laughs> I only, this is the last thing I say about this, but like I have this one friend who always wanted to be weird. Actually, Brett wanted to be weird. I keep talking about him today um, in high school. And it was my number one worst fear was being weird. And I was oh. like, people who want to be weird, like, <sighs> You have no idea what it's like to actually feel weird. You don't know what it's weird. really like to be weird. <laughs> that reminds oh, me of Johnny Depp. I weird. always, I know there's a lot going on with Johnny Depp, but mm. I always have felt like he's pretending to be weird. Like, you're not really weird, buddy. Fascinating. <laughs> I love that. You haven't felt that? <laughs> well, I think that that weirdo part of him only happened later, though. I mean, I'm sure it is a fucking really weird experience to be that famous. And I could uh, see how it could turn someone really weird. Yeah, I know. I just felt like it was putting it on. Like, yeah. oh, I played Edward Scissorhands, so uh, look how weird I am. Yeah, I believe All the weird that. people identify with me. I know it. I just know it. Yeah, I can see that. <laughs> um. Okay. Well, now it's time for... Wait a second. I feel like we didn't really ever answer that question. I did. Well, the, but you just, maybe didn't. I, I never. I'm sorry, everybody. Let me just okay. answer it a little bit more. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Go ahead. So <laughs> connecting with plants, spirits. Um, if you want to try this, I recommend starting with any plant that you feel drawn to. It could be a plant. It could be a flower. It could be a tree. Any kind of plant. And sit with it. If it can be in sunlight, for some reason I have found that to be helpful, especially mm. with flowers. Maybe okay. start with a flower in sunlight. Oh, yeah. And flowers are more talkative, I think. Yeah, like this might be a good place to start. So go to the blossom in sunlight, breathe, enjoy the appearance of the blossom. Mm. Inhale it, Looking, look at it, move gently in the light. Like just be there with it. We're entering in in this time to a present moment, like a real mindful space where you're bringing it into your energy field. Mm. So after you appreciate the appearance of it and the smell of it, the movement of it, kind of get into that present moment space with it, it will naturally happen that you'll start to receive a download of information of, of uh, like energy from it. So it could, you, you might experience that as a, like a, energy healing in your body you may also or instead have like a download of information that kind of translates mm -hmm. into I mean I was able to translate it into English kind of mm -hmm. receive it as just a like current of information that I could then write out which is how I wrote those books but it's surprising. Like, you will be surprised. If you, my experience of bringing a notebook and a pen and then writing down kind of what I was receiving, that helped because it kind of helped catch it like a, like a dream catcher. Like, let me yeah. take this invisible thing and put it into something that I can look back at or kind of read in English. But when I did this with the magic of flowers, for example, I, I kept being surprised how it just kept on working every time it was like yeah. and and then I would go later and I would look up the history the lore 
that magical sort of uses in the past of these different flowers and there would always be parallels to what I received. Yeah, it's that's a good like- way to put it, parallels, because I feel like that's what happened with me and my daughter is like she got a feminine feel from it and I felt like, oh, it was protecting in, the, mm-hmm. in this way that felt very nurturing motherly. and feminine and motherly, yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's like that and like one tree I felt like, oh, it feels creaky to me. And Brett was like, oh, yeah, it is growing too much. I was going to trim it back. It was like going too far. It felt like it was weighted down, like creaking. So just like feelings, you might get feelings, sensations, words, however you. It's a great way to develop your psychic intuition. Yeah, and with flowers, and this is true with other plants, too, that aren't blossoming, but um, I do think of the energy information you receive from a plant as being similar to music in the Mm. way that it's like, I do feel them both as geometrical patterns sort of that come into your field that also are language, if this is making any sense. (laughs) And, And also that when you, like if you listen to music with somebody else, you might both be describing the same kind of feeling or energy of the music, but in different ways. It's oh, like yeah, that with flowers and plants. All righty. Um, okay. Kay. Now it's time for the energy report. Okay. I'm going to try to go fast because we actually have gone kind of long today. So, oh, okay. Sorry. Um, it's not your fault. We were both speaking. Yeah. Anyway. I, mean, I was talking a lot. I think I was too. Mm. Okay. So the energy report this week, this is what I want to say. And if you would like a, to read it fully, you can go on Mind Body Green, look up my name and read it up. Um, but what I noticed is around Tuesday or Wednesday, it does feel like, <laughs> I hesitate to say this, but it does feel kind of like maybe a surprising turn of events happens or like a turnaround where it feels like oh whoa I wasn't expecting that and it that may even be a good thing I don't know but it does feel like something that happens that shifts things to make it feel like you want to reevaluate or figure out the structure of something again it does feel like Saturn retrograde is still very much present oh yeah um and so what I I want to just give a quick example here of like um, I saw a client recently who like this I feel like this really says it all like she had this idea of success and when I saw it it looked like a picture of like a house but it didn't have anything in the house and so it for her what this meant was that she was perceiving success as something people could see. Like, oh, oh, she has this thing and it's clear and I can see it. And so therefore she's a success. But when you looked in it, there was nothing there because she didn't actually enjoy it. Like there was nothing. It wasn't actually fulfilling her, this idea of like her idea of success. She hadn't filled out yet. And she had been basing it on the you know, perception or the external. And so it's a good time for her to really think about what does success mean to me? How can I tune into that? So for you, it may be something else, depending on whatever happens this week, this evaluation, but it may be a good time to really consider, okay, 
some bigger concepts or it could even just be like a specific relationship or job or something like that. And I do want to say there's one more element to it, which is about owning more of the joy, like to continue with that example with my client is like what brought her joy, like owning like, oh, actually this thing in success doesn't mean like external doesn't mean anything to me, but I get a lot of joy from, I don't know, let's just say creating like the process and, and for just for me, not because of what someone else might think. Even yeah, though I have been tuning into that lately too. Oh, really? Yes. Like, even though you ha- you do have to be aware, like if it's your job, okay, I have to fulfill these requirements. But that doesn't mean you you can't also be focused on. Well, do I enjoy it? Like, what can I do that's joyful to fulfill these requirements? Does that make sense? It's like yeah, vague. I mean, I feel like that is connected to what we were talking about with feeling weird and social situations in the way that like that also when I notice that coming up, like I think that it's a part of our socialization again is to compare ourselves to people. Yes. But when I notice like, oh, see, I'm not as ex- successful as that person and they know it and I know it. And then it's like, well, wait, but I feel I love my life. Like I love, yeah. I personally <laughs> What, yeah. what, what does it mean to me to be successful? And am I successful in that way? And the answer is yes. Like you get to yes. pick. It's and not based yes. on what someone else, how much money they have or how much success in a certain area in the eyes of the world. It really has to do with you and your feeling and you can just let everything else go. And also specifically in that example, it's like you're really doing yourself wrong because like that person had a totally different journey than you probably is a very different, like how they got there is like, there's no way to compare. It's just, you're not, you're sacrificing your joy and it's not fair to yourself. It's like apples and oranges with most people, pretty much every person, everyone has a different journey. You can't. And I also think like sometimes we can think that other people are comparing us based on those same imaginary Mm. standards, which we don't even that's probably not even true. Yeah. <laughs> That's something that I've been really noticing a lot is mm. when I make up stories about what other people are thinking. I think I mentioned yeah. this last week, like how I had a real big breakthrough with that where it's like, no, really, like you really did completely make that story up. Oh, like that wow. was, You have no proof That's that great. that person is thinking that. Not only that, but if they were thinking that, I don't agree with that personally yeah (laughs) so it's like I'm getting like bent out of shape about things I imagine people think that I don't even agree with like what is this this is a huge waste of energy such (laughs) a drain and it's fair I do want to just validate you because it's very common coming from like trauma and yeah like to have that kind of thinking it's like a way to keep yourself safe is to think like well what is this person thinking and what is that but yeah it's so good as adults to be like oh no that's not happening we can let that go that's another yeah. way of rethinking of this week. Is so that's a good example? How am I thinking about myself? What is the structure for how I'm evaluating myself? Does that work for me? Yeah. Were you going to say something else? Well, I did just want to say I had this memory of um, being. I was probably like 19 years old. It just was a, a mirror of this of what we're talking about that. When I was 19, I worked at a shoe store at Bike Place Market in Seattle, mm-hmm. and I was working alone, and I remember this woman coming in. She was like my age or maybe a little older, mm-hmm. 
And she, I just was like, oh, she hates me. Like, she just oh, keeps wow. glaring at me. Like, she'll just, like, sh- do a little bit of shopping and then turn back and just look at me like she hates me. Mm. I was like, what the heck? And then she left the store. And then, like, five minutes later, she came back in. And I was like, oh, my God, what's she going to say? She's going to tell me off or something. And she said, where do you get your haircut? (laughs) I'm like, this is an example where it was 100% true to me. Like, this woman hates me. This is absolute truth. I can see it. Wow. And then I was like, no, not at all. Like, you cannot guess what people are thinking. No, you really can't. You really can't. That does go with the friendship conversation. Mm -hmm. Okay, so there you have it. Okay, now it's time for Practical Magic. Okay, so tonight, it's actually technically tomorrow morning, Tuesday morning, but the full moon is in effect today, tonight, tomorrow. The Sagittarius full moon, full moon. in effect. Full moon on Monday. Mm-hmm. It's actually really tomorrow. Like, yeah. But it, the energy is still happening. So, um, so my advice, so we have next week, we have uh, solstice coming up. Oh, Huge. Yeah holiday major major pagan holiday um but we have the full moon this week so my uh practical magic advice is you could charge your crystals in the light of this full moon Mm. and you could charge yourself you could stand in the moonlight soak in that power that healing balancing energy the sagittarius moon is playful and adventurous there's a lightness to it so soak that in and you could invoke the divine in any way that feels powerful for you god goddess all that is a a specific divinity or helper and then ask for guidance or support in any or all life areas so just a little advice on asking for guidance i Mm. really like to think of thanking the divine Mm. for whatever it is that you're wanting like thank you for guidance on this like may i please have guidance okay but like i feel like what's really powerful is thank you for offering me guidance on that Mm -hmm. because yes you have it it's there you can have that (laughs) you're entitled to that and also it's nice to thank them for showing up Yeah, and then that gratitude vibration gets you into the vibration of what it is you're invoking. Like, this is a kind of a magical principle of calling in that energy, knowing that you're entitled to it, but also feeling grateful for it and getting in that vibe. So thank you for guidance on this or that. Thank you for activating my abundance. Thank you for this you know, solution to this problem that I can't see a solution to. Thanks for bringing this amazing solution in that I don't even expect. It's funny you you say entitled because lately I've been thinking about how we're not actually entitled to anything and we all feel like we are. But I do think that this, this is just my opinion, but I do think that our highest guides and angels want to help us and want to give us I think that in some ways having entitled is as a positive word like there are some things that i do think we are entitled to spiritually like what? like like divine guidance mm. like feeling worthy like worthiness that's entitlement like we do have we are entitled to well we are things. worthy for sure 
I mean, I know entitled is used as a negative thing, uh, negative word lately. And I do think there is value in noticing, like, you know, that you aren't necessarily entitled to your car starting every day or, you know, it's like. Or just to have things go the way that you want them to go. Yes. Like, we're not entitled to that. No. And also, it might not be for our highest interest good. Like, it might not be for us learning and growing, expanding, or even opening up to certain blessings. I think there is... There's a real subtlety with the magical spiritual path. Mm-hmm. But also, there are certain things we're entitled to. Mm-hmm. Like, I do think that having this idea that we have certain rights, that we mm-hmm. have certain things that we can expect that are um, that that are a part of our divine right, that are a part of who we are as divine children, mm-hmm. which, like, divine guidance would be one of them. Peace, healing energy, invoking healing, invoking... Um, direction invoking support in certain life areas like Mm -hmm. knowing that we are entitled to that i think there is Mm. value in yeah i feel differently but it's okay i think it's really just a word because i feel like you feel fine with that if i say the same thing as with regards to worthiness or deserving i mean i feel fine with either one i feel fine with you feeling that way but i just think for me it feels like I mean, it could just be semantics, but for me, it feels like we definitely will receive it. (laughs) Like the universe wants, our highest guides want to help us. Universe wants to give us love, just like our parts want to help us, our inner child parts. Like, I think that's there. I just, I don't know. We can, I'll I'll think about it. But Hmm. the idea that I'm entitled to it doesn't feel right to me. But maybe I'm looking. It's semantics. I don't know. Anyway, it's so good to feel it. I've kind of reclaimed that word lately in certain ways. Like Mm. it's an enfranchisement type of thing. Like, yeah, I can can allow that. I can trust that that's something that I am entitled to. (laughs) Hmm. Uh, It's funny because I've been the opposite lately, unclaiming it. Because I but feel like I, we before had that I have conversation that. about mm. that, about things like things working, like, mm-hmm. are you entitled to things going a certain way? Yeah. Yes or no? No. I think that we can like see that. I think that it's a real huge part actually of the magical spiritual path, like on the journey when you realize like what we're doing here is we're not trying to get everything to go our way right, all the time, right. exactly how we think it should. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I and like I'm entitled to that. manifest what I want just because right. I'm, I feel worthy of it. Like, yes, no. no, I agree. That is not that is not the case, and there is a huge amount of mastery in learning the difference, which is what we talked about recently between what you can control and what you can't yeah. control. Yeah. Opening up, letting go of what yeah. you can't control, and but I so you know I do I think it's just I a see word. what you're saying. I can see it that like. You that is part of it, just being a being on this earth that you're entitled to receive love and that divine connection, and like to ask for what you want, for example, yeah, and for to set sure. boundaries to say no when you don't want. Like there yeah, are, yeah, certain... I can see that. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> so let's do our housekeeping. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, we already did Magic Mondays, but you, or you know, it's not that active. Neither one of us are very much on Facebook, but. We do have a group, Magic Monday Podcast listeners, if you want to hop on over there. Yeah, maybe uh, you could start making it more active. Yeah. 
<laughs> We're not. Maybe, uh, maybe we maybe should. you could. <laughs> maybe we should. Just ask yeah. a question on there. Um, otherwise, you can find me at Highest Light Healing. I actually have a blog on there now. Um, you can sign up for my newsletter. That would be great if you want to know what's happening. And um, it's all on my, on highestlighthealing.com. And um, on Instagram, I've been doing some fun reels at Highest Light Healing. And you can find me at TessWhitehurst.com, which is where I have a lot of free guided meditations, inspiration, um, spells, rituals, all kinds of stuff. You can use the search feature if you're looking for something specific. And you can find me on Instagram at Tess4444, on Facebook at Tess Whitehurst Author, and on YouTube at Tess Whitehurst. I think there was something that we've been... Oh! The donate button. Oh, we didn't mention the donate yeah, button already. Did. Was there something else? I feel like there's something we forget to mention sometimes. I don't think so. Okay. All righty. So I am picking, again, from Wisdom of the Oracle. And I am drawing from my Magic of Flowers Oracle. So I picked No Place Like Home. Ooh, okay. Authenticity, coming home to yourself, feeling at home, arriving at a place where you just fit, being comfortable in your own skin. This ah, is wild. I love it. I feel like this is all about what we were talking about. Yeah. Um, so it says home feels safe and secure. It's a comfortable place to rest and create, a place that is known and you can call yours. This card signals that your ability to trust yourself and feel at home in your own skin is beginning to solidify as you claim your dignity and integrity, aspects of yourself no one can take away from you. You know who you are. You hold your head high yet neither with yet with neither pride nor humility. Instead, you stand as the observer, seeing through eyes of your soul, the eyes of your soul. This puts you in a position of power and strength. Authenticity is your home. You are safe here in the house of your spirit and spirit. The capital. I love it. That feels so nice. Yeah, it really does. For that full moon energy this week. So I drew hyacinth, which is irresistible attraction. Ooh, okay. And this, and it's there is a real similarity where this is the energy of being where you are. So mm. there, in magic and in life, we can think of attraction, like. Um, attracting things to you or going out and proactively getting them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's like a yin and a yang. This is that yin of being present, like a beautiful flower, like a hyacinth, and attracting mm. the bees toward you and attracting mm. the humans with your beauty. It's like you're sweet, emanating your sweet essence and then allowing things to come to you. Mm, I love so, that. Yeah, so working with that energy magically, that energy of attraction that's great all right everybody thank you so much for listening we appreciate you see you next time full moon in effect